tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Let's go, everybody. Welcome on into the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Homeland Season 5, the season finale, Episode 12, entitled A False Glimmer. And you're hearing the theme song of The Godfather right now because a certain scene in this episode certainly reminded me of The Godfather, and we'll get into that. But welcome on in, everybody. I am your lead host, Frank Majorana. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. Stephanie Garrett could not make it tonight. Unfortunately, we miss her. Stephanie, um, hope that she's um, she's out there doing well. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at StephanieG3360. And But luckily, I am joined by... You know, the smartest person I know, which is Julian Duguet. Uh, hi. What an episode. You can follow me, by the way, all across the board on all social media at Julian Dujeric. The Godfather is perfect for this for it's, this episode, season finale. You, uh, now you see why the violin you gotta have. Okay. It. It's very, okay. very We're intuitive. having a little back and forth before going on the air about, you know, whether we want to hear the guitar first or the... You want to hear the violin. Or the violin. It's part of it. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're here. And now we're here. We've got a great episode to discuss. Wow. I mean, what a finale. Yeah. This is why we watched this show, just full of a lot of surprises. Oh, yeah. Things that I was not expecting coming (laughs) into it. Um, But as always, we like to start our show with our social media shout outs. So you guys can use that hashtag even now. Use that hashtag ABTV Homeland. We are going through your comments as we speak and um, reading off what we find most valuable or interesting. Um, this week. So I just want to start with Twitter. Uh, we had some funny tweet interactions tonight, some people live tweeting uh, the East Coast feed. And now um, I want to I want to highlight a couple of people here. First of all, is Carrie Driscoll at PSU Carrie. She's watching, you know, as the episode's going along, she goes, uh, well, Jonas is definitely forgiving, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Three <laughs> minutes later, she says, oh, never mind. He just wanted one last piece before he broke up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was so funny. Because he's going back to what's familiar. And I wrote that about Carrie, but I forgot that Carrie still wants Jonas. I yeah. actually wrote in my notes, uh, she's go- Carrie's going back to what's familiar. Carrie doesn't care about Jonas, but it turns out. It was the opposite. Yeah, interesting. I, not, I that, think not that he doesn't care. Right, but, I mean, you know. there's breakup sex, yeah. and I think that's kind of what that was. Yeah, uh, Carrie didn't know that's what it was, but Jonas did. Because yeah, Carrie, I mean, that nobody breaks up with Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> jo- Julian has uh, some problems with Carrie that we're going to get into in yeah. a moment, which is coloring all his commentary right now <laughs> as we go through this one. So that was really funny. A couple other really funny tweets. Uh, G Wiz at Mr. Underscore G Underscore Wiz said, Saul is that dude. Yeah. Great yeah. Point. I mean, enough said right there, right? Saul is that dude. Um, is. I loved the negotiation scene between him and Yvonne. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes of this episode, even though it was not action packed, it was just two guys talking about ideas mm-hmm. and roles. 
but I thought that was really interesting. Two very powerful people. Yvonne, considering what his options are, obviously is faced with a very powerful foe, and Saul pushes the right buttons to get him to reveal where Allison is located. What did you think of that scene? It's the best. It's those situations, those those scenes in which Saul and another equally intelligent or super intelligent person go back and forth, not necessarily in an aggressive way, but at all, for me, are just my fav- some of my favorite scenes in Homeland. Yeah. With Saul's character specifically. I just I and, love it. And this is Saul and Saul's character at his best. Yeah. When he is quietly powerful. Not screaming and throwing Allison against the wall and getting all emotional. It's when he is just completely in control, knows he has the leverage, and is able to correctly play and push the right buttons to get what he wants. Just the intellectual spar for me is just a treat. Yes. I love that. Wholeheartedly I love agree. Because that's, you know, I mean, I like doing that too. Absolutely. So, you know, it's always fun for me to <laughs> banter back and forth with someone. So it's great to see that on screen. Speaking, and done so well. Speaking of bantering back and forth. I heard there was some interaction on YouTube, so what'd you see out there? Listen, I, I'm very opinionated, and you guys are very opinionated, and sometimes we differ in opinion. And I'll actually get to that in a second, but I want to start on a positive note. Sure. Um, and I'll say, uh, because I, I, I think this is a, a valid point, uh, Sean Pham on, on YouTube commented about Laura Sutton, because yeah. we were talking about Laura and how yeah. you, we both mutually have certain feelings about Laura. Can't stand uh, her. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Sean Pham says, Laura represents, Laura represents, excuse me, let me enunciate, uh, everyone on social media responding to world events, the ones who see what they want to see instead of seeing things for how they really are. That's a good point. And it's a very good point, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's true. I think I've heard of this notion called hashtag heroes. Yeah. You know, when Social people justice at, see, yeah, kinda, yeah. people see negative events and they use hashtags to try and bring about whatever their political beliefs are. It's like, yeah, where were you yesterday saying the yeah. same thing? All of a sudden you're using this event for your political game. So I think that's a really smart point. I yeah. And I, I definitely agree with him uh, on that front. Kilmer five and I had a little back and forth. Um, <laughs> Look, we we encourage anyone to give their honest opinions, sure. and we we actually like it because it it, it I feel like it makes uh, the discussion much richer. Sure. Um, Kilmer Five says, <laughs> "Thank God none of you are responsible for the safety of anyone but yourselves." That whole hospital discussion on uh, how poor Quinn shouldn't be wa- awake and uh, one versus tens of thousands. Of, uh, assuming he he means uh, one life, Quinn's life being p- disrupted in that way versus. Uh, Tens of thousands of people being injured in uh, the train station. I, I understand yeah, that. I guess that's, yeah, that's um, a good argument. It's definitely, it's a valid argument. Um, I'm just, I responded by saying, you know, I'm curious if you really think Quinn would have been able to even formulate a cohesive sentence, yeah. let alone, you know, give a tangible or, or actionable intelligence. Well, and you made a good point last week on the show where you said, when I, when someone wakes me up, when I wake up in the morning, you know, if someone asks you a question as soon as you wake up, you're like, "What? I, I'm just waking up right mm-hmm. now." He's coming out of a coma. Yeah. So that furthers your point to say it's <laughs> it's tough to formulate a thought, you know, after such traumatic body damage, yeah. which we saw further this week. For sure. Where he was completely in the hospital. The whole and time. I just want to say, just a disclaimer, Kilmer Five. That's I'm not uh, criticizing you in any way. I love that you have a difference of opinion, and that we we were able to do that. Um, and I encourage anyone, please. This is a safe space. Comment honestly <laughs> and give us your real opinions because that I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that 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 uh, enriches the experience. Sure. 
Great, um, great comments out on YouTube. And like Julian was saying, you guys, I know this is the last episode of the season, but anytime you can reach out and engage, we'd like please. to have that fun back yes. and forth. Okay, one last social media shout out, which is going to transition us into the episode. Okay. Um, uh, Chemistry PhD at ChemDoc just sent this in on Twitter. She said, How did Carrie not hit the canister of sarin while shooting? Come on. They were like, so close. I mean, yeah, I that's I hadn't even thought of that when Carrie was shooting, but I did want to talk about the beginning of the episode because it felt like it resolved itself super quickly. We didn't see any more interior shots of the train station, any panic that was happening. I th- I felt like I wanted the tension to build up a little bit more and it just felt too easy mm-hmm. you know, Carrie's down there she talks to Kasim Kasim goes to talk to BB and tries to convince him doesn't happen BB shoots him Kasim comes back Carrie shoots them both well End there was story. there was a lot of uh, of loose ends that needed to be tied up yeah and I, I kept saying over the last maybe three or four weeks like there's there are a lot of plot branches that we need to explore and we only have four episodes left three yeah. episodes two episodes this is the season finale yeah what and i felt like and i don't know i'm not in the writer's room obviously but i feel like they're, they're they just they didn't have enough time to really give it its it, it, do it justice well i thought if you're going to speaking. end it this way then do it last week where you have, and this is normally the case now in 12 or 13 episode seasons, is the penultimate episode mm-hmm. is the one that is the climax for that season. And right. then you have falling action and then resolution in the actual final episode of the season. Remember Game of Thrones season one, Ned Stark gets his head chopped off on the second to last episode. And then you come back next week and be like, was it real? And so I thought never that seen if Game of Thrones not even once. Oh gosh, I've okay. seen one episode, the very first of the pilot. Well, then I know we I have, have to get nothing on board. to talk about. There. I have to get on board. <laughs> uh, so my point being that I th- I would have thought if this is the way that you are going to end the season, mm-hmm. go ahead and finish off that terrorist att- terrorist attack last <clears> week. <throat> I agree, and then come back this week and spend some more time on tying up the loose ends, maybe a little bit more chase with Allison, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, what do you think of that terrorist attack? Did you think it wrapped up too quickly, or uh, yeah, absolutely? Or other than other than like you said, you know, there's a lot to get to plot wise. Yeah, I think it wrapped up too quickly, and I think if it, they gave time to other aspects, like other plots within this episode, uh, they gave that more time. Mm-hmm. And I think if we if they would have built the terrorist plot a little more. Uh, they still could have tied up loose ends in other areas, and it still would have been. Uh, I would have felt good about it yeah. and not empty in some way. That's very true. But that being said, I thought the scene this between... This is coming from someone who's not a writer, so it's probably... They're probably like, if, if, if any of the writers are watching, like, okay, jackass, like, you you try writing a series. Exactly. Neither <laughs> one of us are qualified to criticize, yeah. but as fans, we are, you know, I'm sure they aren't above criticism <laughs> and, and, you know, constructive thought about the episode. Right. But I did really like the interaction between Kasim and BB. And you actually said it to me while we were watching the show. You're like, quick bet, is he going to shoot him? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I was going to say no, uh, but obviously BB shot him before mm-hmm. I could answer. So I actually thought Kasim had changed his mind. Yeah, me, but t- me too. didn't happen, so... That's why I asked. I was yeah. like, I wonder. I wonder yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised by that. Yeah, it was really well written, and the acting was good enough that you, we saw a little bit of a pause in BB's character. So it made me think, oh, he, he might have convinced him. He might have done that. Because as soon as Kasim was like, I'll go talk to him, mm-hmm. and I'll get him to change his mind, I was like, no way. 
Yeah. You're not going to convince BB to change his mind. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, it, I, I said, I just said it was a surprise to me. It shouldn't have been a surprise based on the previous episode where he said, and I'm paraphrasing heavily, basically, if you don't do what I say, I'm killing you. Yeah. You know, and he's a man, I, I guess BB's a man of his word. Yeah. It was sad to see. I, I really like Kasim's character this season. Yeah. I uh, really identified with him. Great portrayal by the actor. You could see into his heart mm-hmm. through his eyes. I mean, it, it felt like when he's in these high-stakes moments, his eyes would get a little bit watery and glassy, like he was on the edge of tears, almost questioning himself, what am I doing in this situation? Yeah. Um, so I really love tracking that character all throughout this season when he helped Quinn and now when he ultimately tried to stop this attack on thousands of people. And those are the best types of characters that are the ones that are conflicted, that have yeah. that have motives that are incongruent with their actions, that have uh, a, moral, a moral compass that's indicative of, of a struggle with what they're being asked or what they ultimately do. Yeah. What being asked to do or ultimately do. So I, I agree with you on that, yeah. on that front. I, I love his character because of how conflicted he was. Cause it, it's, yeah. it's relatable. We all have, I mean, not to this degree, hopefully we're not committing terrorist acts, but, right. uh, we all have conflicting feelings about a number of different things. Yeah. You know? So it, it's, it's good to see that. It was nice to see that. Yeah. Absolutely. And his interaction with Carrie, Carrie trusts him. Yeah. Carrie goes down there by herself. Crazy. I mean, this is what this is the the dichotomy of Carrie. Mm. She does takes incredible risks that pay off with saving thousands of people, but at the same time has a personality that is so off putting to the people around her, personally, not professionally, that you know she's ultimately unwanted by Jonas and. Um, though I, I, I maybe should take this back because after we saw Otto During's surprise oh my God. partnership what is this about? proposal, um, I may have to take that back. But I, I guess my point was mm-hmm. Carrie is excellent at at this like small segment, this specialized segment of work, and she's horrible at the interpersonal stuff and, mm-hmm. and the rest. I'm sure you agree with me on that. I agree, and I, I think it was more. I think for me, it's less about it's less about. And I, I, I was having a conversation with another after buzzer uh, about this, and uh, I think the reason why I'm I'm so um, critical of Carrie is that in some weird way I kind of relate to her because I I mean <laughs> there I have some kind of narcissistic tendencies of my own, and I, I see those reflect. And I'm being very honest, you know, I see those reflected, not to that degree, <laughs> but it, it's it, it's I don't it's it's frustrating to see that. The, that, the, the bad side, the, the sort of not so, um, endearing qualities of a human being that you relate with. And, and I guess that's why I get so. That's interesting uh, that you say that. I've heard that before where you, I'm in a very self, it's Sunday, so I'm very reflective today, you know. <laughs> where, where people who are alike don't get along mm-hmm. well because they are the same personality type and you would normally need someone who's opposite of you or who has different qualities in order to get along. Is that kind of what you mean by yeah, that? Yeah. And also the, what I'm ups, what, what I get upset about is not, is not the action, like the risks, the risks that she takes. It's that, they always pay off. And I don't think that's realistic. Okay. I don't think... I, no one is always right. Well, she wasn't right with Jonas this episode. I mean, well, like, I mean, if we're talking specifically, like, workplace... Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, yeah. I then mean, she's not... No, I mean, of course, you just said her, her personal... Her interpersonal relationships are... I mean, they're abysmal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're <laughs> terrible. They are. She's Her personal life is a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to work, 
nobody gets it right 100% of the time. And I think that's, that's at the core my gripe. Okay. More beyond, you know, relating to her in some weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, at the core, it's, it just, it seems inauthentic to me. Okay. I'm Uh, not an intelligence expert, but it just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like, Uh, She can get it right. Like, that doesn't seem realistic. I think some of that is suspension of disbelief. We have to believe this is our hero in this show. I mean, Homeland. she's, you know, she's taking care of this and and is on top of these sort of terrorist attacks. But at the same time, I felt for Jonas when Carrie's talking about, hey, let's get back together. Things Mm -hmm. will be just like what they were. And I'm like, no, there's no way you can go back after that. Carrie brushed him aside. Uh, His child was kidnapped because he knew Carrie. I thought that was a totally valid point. I agree. And Jonas is like, I can't forget that. I can't just forget. Like, I care about you. And I think what he's doing and what he said was, I'm doing you a favor. I'm going to... I'm walk, can't you see this is the best for both of us? And I think he's right. I think when you're in a relationship with somebody like that, where you don't know what's coming around the corner, I mean, how could he ever trust her again where he, he can, you know, not think that whatever next attack or threat comes, then she'll just, you know, be gone again quickly. And he can. He no. can, absolutely can. And it's it's been proven to him, even in that conversation, the fact that she's even bringing this up again yeah. shows that she does not understand how dangerous it is for her to be around him Mm -hmm. for him the danger lies in his like he's the one in danger i don't really think carrie considers risks i mean i know she doesn't yes so for me it's like you know of course it makes sense and the fact like i said the fact that it's being brought up again it's just further indicative of how selfish she is (laughs) well she certainly does think about um her work first mm. sends Franny off to the U.S. Um, you know, forgets about Quinn until after Jonas rejects her, which I thought was right. really lame. Mm-hmm. I mean, once Jonas, you notice the episode occurs and she goes back to Jonas first, go, goes back to his place, and then he says, "No, get out of here and break it up with you." And then she goes to meet up with Quinn. But it's not about work. It's about it is about Carrie because work you can do that. I mean, she's doing the work. Outside of the CIA, right? It's not about the work. It's about right. a satisfaction that Carrie gets from the work, right? right so yeah. it's a selfish thing. Yeah. When they're having that conversation, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think what I'm talking about is exactly what you're saying. The, the, the self-centered focus on work versus her, her like, lack of interpersonal, interpersonal understanding. Okay. Understanding what she is going, what she's putting people around her through. Mm-hmm. She has physically damaged Quinn by choosing to have the doctor, you know, wake him up. And now it's been even worse. He had to go in. I can't remember what all the things the doctor was saying, but, you know, hematoma or yeah. whatever the medical terms are that I won't try to pronounce. But she's physically damaged him, emotionally damaged Jonas. Um, her daughter, who knows how Franny is going to grow up with her absent mother. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, she's leaving a trail of people and, and feelings and hurt that have um, that have really, um, really left people in bad spots and it, it's it's such a it, it brings us such a hypocritical thing to then say oh you know i have to be a mother now like <laughs> now right what's the difference now i mean you're you weren't a mother before so i guess i mean i i guess she's try, it, you can make an argument that she's trying to make amends but yeah i just don't believe her anymore 
I don't believe her. I don't believe that she actually wants a personal life. Well, then let me ask you real quick. Do you think she will ultimately come back to the CIA yes. and accept Saul's offer? Okay. Yeah. Or I, I don't, I, maybe not necessarily accept Saul's offer, but she, she's definitely still in the game. I was surprised that she said no to him when mm-hmm. Saul said, hey, you're coming back and you're going to be a part of this. I, I would have thought that through this process, she would have self-discovered that she loves the thrill. I wasn't surprised that she said no to to Saul. I'm surprised that she didn't immediately say yes to Otto. For the marriage proposal? Well, I mean, we it's ambiguous. We don't know if it's a marriage proposal or if it's a, I mean, no, he's, it's no, a no. business partnership. You said it. I said he marriage. He put his <laughs> hand on top of her and looked her in the eyes and said, I need a partner to go around the world with. And, like, and share my life with, yeah. Which is yeah. totally unexpected, yeah. um, strange, not shown really at any point during this season. Yeah. And you can argue that they're already partners, and to some degree, right? They're, they're business partners. Business partners, in yeah. Way. In that way, they're they're kind of already. He depends on her heavily for a lot of a lot. Yeah, but he's business wise. He's talking about you know a few weeks ago how he was going to fire her and wasn't going to come back and told Jonas that he's going to move on. Remember the, yeah. the scene out at the farm? He's like, we're not going to renew her contract. And we're going to get rid of her. And now, all so of then, sudden, what was the change of heart? Where did I, that come from? I have no idea. That's a real mystery to me. If you guys out there know or have any thoughts on where the during proposal yeah. came from, use that hashtag ABTV Homeland. Tag me and Julian in yes, it on Twitter. Please. I would love to hear what your theories are on that because I'm I'm genuinely stumped. This yeah, came I out don't of know. nowhere for me. I mean, obviously they were having a real sexy dinner together. And yeah, a little she's red wine, wine and <laughs> with her big doughy eyes going toward Otto. But it didn't make a lot of sense to me why he sees her as such a wild card and yet now wants to be with her. Whatever that means. Yeah. Whatever that means in his his own way. So, really interesting. Uh, I like that plot point. Yeah, I do ta- too. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they where they go with that. Next season. Yeah. Uh, let me take a quick time out to remind you guys to subscribe to us on iTunes. Obviously, this is the last episode of this season, but if you subscribe to us now, you'll be all set for next season when we come back for Homeland. Um, also, give us a comment underneath the YouTube page and give us a big like, a thumbs up, please. We love hearing um, from everybody. I want to remind us. I'm coming back for at least the first episode to see if Quinn's still alive because we don't <laughs> No, I mean he's technically still alive. That's right. At this point, so he's technically still alive on life support. And let's wrap up the Carrie uh, discussion mm-hmm. with her Quinn interaction. And uh, we got a great email a few weeks back mm-hmm. um, that was sent into our AfterBuzz offices and uh, forwarded to us as a team. And I want to read this because this person perfectly predicted what was going to happen. This came on December 11th. Okay, so this was uh, what a week ago, a mm-hmm. little bit more. About this is from Alice Allred. She said. Maybe that letter that Quinn wrote to Carrie last season will get to her because that guy thought he was dead after seeing the gas video. I forgot that there was a letter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you forget that little note, but mm-hmm. nothing on Homeland goes for naught. Yeah. It's not a, when it's a significant point of focus, they don't forget it. And that is a 100% spot on prediction. I mean, very, very smart thinking out there that, yeah, the letter came back to her and Quinn expresses his emotions, uh, which you had a problem with. You, it sort of made you uncomfortable to have Quinn gushing that way. Or did I read you wrong? No, I didn't have a problem with it. I think I, I was reacting to just the edit. Um, and it, I, oh. I, I don't know that I, I actually was um, 
for it. Uh, when she first starts to read the letter, um, as anyone reads, you read it in your head and you like have a voice that's assimilated, that, that's uh, you know appropriated to that the words that you're reading, yeah. uh, in this case, uh, Quinn. Uh, and then Saul comes in and, and um, interrupts her reading. And so the, 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 the voice was interrupted. I just thought that was a great a great way to that was cool yeah that was cool because they could have written it differently they could have had Saul the Saul and Carrie interaction happen after she's finished reading the the letter or whatnot but I just thought that was really interesting and really really cool well and because I think it's symbolic of their work coming between them yeah right so Saul enters while they're having a it's a great point by the way yeah thank you yeah where they're you know connecting emotionally but it just doesn't work. It, yeah. They just can't do it. Well, mostly they didn't get back together. They didn't get together last season because Carrie said that she just isn't right and she would damage Quinn. Well, you did it anyway, yeah. girl, so you should have at least taken advantage of the opportunity there. And she uh, has a quote I wrote down. Did we do this to him when she's in yeah. the hospital room? Yeah. And I, I'm like, yeah, you, yes, you, yes, you did that to him. This is your fault. But it's more than just the asking if, um, um, if, Carrie has hurt him in this specific situation. No, I think that was a global general, question. Yeah, yeah, in general, I, I got there's. I mean, there's there's a point to be made about the specific incident, and yeah. in general, I mean, this they they even said Dar Dal Dar Dal Dar Dar He said that Quinn was recruited when he was 16 years old. And he was a perfect candidate, and yeah. so they groomed him to be this sort of Sicario that he ultimately became. Um, so yes, absolutely on all fronts. Yeah, you did that to him. Crazy, that, yeah, crazy story. Yeah, I, I, crazy. I love the way they left it. I'm excited to see what happens with Quinn. I hope the network executives over at Showtime forgive Pete, a Rupert friend for whatever he did and allow him <laughs> to not get beat up and hospitalized all season long. Uh, next season, was he late for a shoot or something? I, I mean, wonder. something, something happened. He made somebody mad somewhere along the line. I and, can't imagine. Punishes. Well, it reminds me of the Entourage episode where Johnny Drama hits a network executive. Oh yeah, and then he's like, "I'm gonna," ma-, and he makes him like wear this terrible makeup. So it's kind of a funny <laughs> little reference there to that. But we, I've got a couple other characters I want to touch on quickly um, before we move on. I want to talk about Laura Sutton real quick. Peace! Adios! <laughs> I'm so glad she's gone. Astrid! I loved Astrid this episode. Yeah. She walks in. She arrests Laura. Like, get out of here. Throws Otto During out. I so loved her. She yeah, is, she's she's a it. bulldog. Mm-hmm. She's fierce, and but like, but she's attractive, too. So it's like, yeah, you, you get them. Fierce, direct, and... The t- I think the juxtaposition of someone who is so direct, but the tonality of their voice is is almost mellifluous in a way. Yes. Like it sounds really nice. Yeah, is petrifying. Yeah, that, that's so true. And and I love the moment where Laura goes back on camera and basically says what the BND wanted her to say, and Astrid just takes a few steps forward out of the shadows and looks at her and you can just see it just to make sure just to make sure yeah. and then Laura says it and then she takes a few steps back into the shadows again mm-hmm. just no she doesn't say a word but we know everything that's going on in her mind in that moment which was so strong and you could see Astrid saying you better not screw this up or your guys going uh, to the guillo- to the guillotine yeah oh. the guillotine, the guillotine. Uh, what i was impressed by in in that maybe 30 second scene uh that part of that scene mm-hmm. was the actress who was playing Astrid was almost 
mimicking Laura Sutton's words to make sure that she was saying exactly what she was, in, what Laura was instructed to say. I don't know if you noticed that, like her lips were moving. Oh no, I didn't. Maybe I'm maybe that. I'm reading too be, into it, but great. I think. I think she was like hanging on every single word. Yeah. And if if that was a a deliberate thing, if that was done on purpose, then kudos because I think it was it was very effective. Yeah, I, mean, I loved it. Yeah. I love that whole scene. You get to see two, again, very powerful women in this case. You, you know, you had um, Saul and Yvonne going at it in the interrogation room, and then you have uh, Astrid and Laura doing the same. And ultimately, it is the people who are a part of the intelligence agencies who are winning mm-hmm. these arguments. Saul wins against Yvonne, makes a very good pitch um, to Yvonne and says, you know, I'm being very generous right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to make this offer to you to, again. And it was so good. So good. And then Astrid says, you know, your friend, we've got your friend. <laughs> and we can send him back to Turkey where he's been declared an enemy of the state. And that'll be the end of him. But she's so quiet and reserved and, like you say, has that non-threatening voice, mm-hmm. I would say. She just kind of plainly states the facts and waits for Laura to react. It takes a, little, it takes so. a second when that happens yeah. because it sounds kind of sweet and you're thinking, yeah. oh, this, this isn't so bad. But then the, 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 the meaning, the, what, what, what the person is actually saying registers. And then it shakes you to your core. Absolutely, it's the best way. I, I love think. that. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah, yeah, she was she was awesome. This I'm glad Laura Sutton got her comeuppance. Um, Stephanie predicted that last yeah. week. By the way, she said it's about to get very dark for Laura Sutton, and it did. She got arrested. She got put in a cell, and she had to go say something that is totally against what she believes. And you can see the struggle mm-hmm. while she was on camera doing it. But I loved every minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, Laura, that's what you get. You go. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really confusing to me how she went back to the During Foundation after she publicly just put all this out there and didn't secure her asset. Right? What do you mean? Didn't. Uh, what would you think she should have done? I mean, I don't know that that it's clearly not the safest place to go back to if the the During Foundation is not the safest place to go back to so, if you are now you know kind of fanning the flames or or taunting the bull as you as you know whatever analogy you want to use. I, I just, the, when I first saw Laura Sutton in her office, I was like, "What?" I, my I think I said this out loud. Like, why did she go back? Yeah, I, right? I don't think she feared retaliation. And this speaks well, to her character, right? She, what protection did she, she think she had? She didn't think she needed it, right? If she goes out and says these things and no one's going to come after her. Or maybe she just didn't care. But I it's guess. the brazenness of the character to, exactly as you say, just put her in a position where everybody would know where she was. And you can't forget her data was there, too. That This yeah. is the part where I think you're right, is if you know that ultimately you're going to get arrested or something's going to happen get your files out of that safe and and you know save them uh, ultimately she asked Newman to release them if anything happened to her but they got Newman but too they got Newman too yeah they had a hacker on their team and they found out where Newman was um, Gabe H Cood on the uh, that was his username mm-hmm. on the uh, on the internet so they found him too and ultimately Laura did not protect him at all she wasn't thinking she wasn't thinking. I mean, de- thinking. destroy that stuff. She if, was. She was. She was suffering from. Uh, uh, I don't even know if there's a word for it, but she 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 liked the fame. I feel like she liked the fame aspect of this whole thing. I okay. like she liked being on camera. She liked the attention that she was getting, mm-hmm. and she was hiding behind this 
sort of you know nobility factor of of being a journalist and speaking truth to power in her words yeah i think i don't really think she's she her agenda was noble i think it was it was self it was all about you know self-righteous self-righteousness yeah exactly if there's one you know a hyphenated word i would say about laura it would be that she thinks she's very self-righteous that i am right and everyone else is wrong and look what happens. I mean, she's going to get kicked out of the country. She's not allowed to stay anymore, but she, Newman is safe. So um, at least she protected him in the end. Okay, so let's move on to Allison, um, who is our <laughs> final topic here. Um, she died in a sunny from the Godfather yeah. type of way, right? She um, Saul sets it up. To where now? This is where I was surprised. I didn't think they were going to shoot him up, and then Allison was going to be dead. I thought Saul just kind of wanted to arrange it with the Russians so that the Russians would drive for a certain point, and then they get out of the car, and then we'd get Allison back into custody. I was completely shocked that we've got agents popping out in the forest and blowing everybody away. Do you think those were Russian agents, though? If think- they, if they, I, you know, I. That's a good point. It, I don't know if they're Russian agents, but if they weren't Russian agents, then... Just considering... I only asked that considering the relationship between the U.S. and Russia, that's all. But remember, Russia was unafraid to let a terrorist attack go forward. Mm -hmm. So they're not worried about their own people. So I think either it was Russian agents who shot it up or American agents with the cooperation of Russia because Ivan obviously set the whole thing up Mm -hmm. for Saul in order that Ivan can go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming and go skiing all the time. Uh, But they got Allison... And <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I did not expect her to go out that way. Yeah, me neither. I said, I said, you know, uh, what did I say? I said uh, they switched cars. Yes, just because it was just it seemed like too easy. I don't know, but I'm I'm still glad it happened that way. It, it transpired in that in that way. Yeah, but what a way to go. Yeah, what well, a way to go. You knew as soon as she got in the trunk, there was no way she yeah. was getting out. Done. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. I I I saw her and I, I didn't feel bad for her. No, of course not. I saw Saul look at her and I didn't see any emotion in him. Like, oh well, this is someone who deceived me. I mean, in the worst way. I mean, with his heart, like his emotion, and but uh, you know, to to come on to somebody, it's a brutal game. I saw an emotion. I saw a catharsis. I saw a relief. I saw okay. Uh, a, he was he found reprieve. He found he found closure. Okay. I feel like. You do. Yeah. Because he stood by and watched her get shot up. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean there's there, when I I don't condone that, but I think it is understandable, is it not? Understandable for what? For, so for him to see her dead. For him to see say, her, for okay, him whatever. to want to see her dead, right? Well, because yeah, everything was fake. Mm-hmm. Everything about their interaction was fake. She which was made clear and I made this point a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, like once Saul was gone, uh, Allison bangs a guy the next night yeah. on her kitchen countertop. So that was the big clue for Saul. And it hurt him a lot more than it, oh, yeah. you know, it didn't bother her at all because it wasn't real. To her, it was just part of the job. And Yvonne tells Saul that it was my idea. You were a, a recently divorced and, you know, you'd be blinded by emotion and love, which is a brilliant idea. But I feel bad for Saul. That, that was really tough. And But ultimately, he gets his catharsis, like yeah. you said. I mean, I felt bad for Saul then, yeah, and I still, I still do that he had had to kind of. He's, he's definitely going to have some trust issues if he didn't have them before, just by working <laughs> in the CIA. Yeah, uh, but I definitely saw relief in his face. Okay, and it's understandable. Totally, it's totally understandable. understandable. Yeah, I mean, Allison 
has a mild moral indignation as to being held at a halfway house for prostitution. What, what I didn't really understand what the point of that was. Did what did that mean to you that she was staying at a house with you know people who were being sold into the sex trade? I don't and know that, that it had, the Russians were okay with it. I don't know that it had any any more significance than to just add context. Okay. That, that's what I got from it. Okay. Uh, what's funny to me is I, I wrote down a quote from Allison that said, because uh, the doctor comes in and starts to make like small talk with Allison and yes. say, oh, you must be very important because right. they asked me to take really good care of you. Yep. And she goes, I am important. F up my shoulder and I'll see it. I'll see to it that you never practice medicine again. <laughs> yeah. Well, those were her last words. Well, yeah. One of her last sentences. The arrogance of her. Yeah. Like just even in those final moments, because she was scot free supposedly. Yep. And yep. So, yeah, it's oh. great to see her get her, 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 her. What's what she deserves? Absolutely. So you enjoyed the shooting oh, scene. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked by it. All of a sudden, pop, 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 Yeah, pop, it was, pop, it was pop. A, kind of, it was a very elaborate way, right? Yeah. It was very, very elaborate, very, very loud. <laughs> very Godfather way. Very Godfather. To go. So uh, I thought that was really interesting. All right. Well, any final thoughts? Obviously, we don't have predictions because <laughs> season six is a uh, We could you know, have predictions away. for next, for okay, next season, well, what maybe. what do you think? Um, well, let's go into our predictions. Okay. <laughs> and now, there we go. Your After Buzz TV predictions. So, remind me again what we have. What are the loose ends? The loose ends are Carrie and Otto during. What does that mean? Their oh. partnership. Quinn is in bed, sick, uh, on the edge of death, yes. apparently. Um, what else? We have. Allison's done for, and Laura Sutton is pretty much pretty much gone. Done, gone. Carrie's position offer with the CIA. Is she going to okay. take that? All right. So let's. Le- I will say that Carrie will not go back to the CIA. Okay. She will accept Otto During's proposal. I don't know what that proposal is. I wow. think I think it's I think it's a business proposal. I think Otto During w- wants a little bit more, but Carrie. I think he's proposing a business relationship, a, par- a business partnership. On, uh, or he's, propos- si- he's proposing marriage under the guise of uh, <laughs> a business relationship. I think I think they're going to partner up. Okay, they're going to partner up. Yeah, I think they're going to partner up. Marriage wise? No, business wise. Well, initially, they were in church together in a chapel at one point during the season. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe we will open season six <laughs> in a chapel again with no. the two being married. Look, I don't think he goes, I want to spend my life yeah. with someone and for that to be a business partner. I, I don't think Carrie gets that. I think Carrie is kind of like confused and like, uh, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, uh, you want to be a business partner? Okay. Uh, yeah, with a little chin. Uh, but I, I don't, I, I think, yeah, it'll be a partnership of some kind. I'll, I'll just make that prediction. Interesting. Um, and then what, what is the, uh, what are the, what well, else let's is get a, Let's get a Quinn prediction. Okay. Quinn, I think Quinn, Quinn, I think they're going to kill Quinn. <gasps> I think they are. No. It's just, there's a lot, there's massive amounts of brain damage. No. And he's been under for so long. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And I will not watch another episode if it does happen. I'm kidding. I love this Maybe show. Maybe they'll do watching. like a... But I just... I, I, I think it'll... It'll it'll have to affect him in some way if yeah. if he comes out of it. Yeah, I think maybe it could be like a Jason Bourne type of storyline where he has amnesia. Oh boy! But now <laughs> Carrie knows because she's got the letter. Look, I, I can't make any predictions about next season. Okay. I just want to talk about how great this season was. Yeah. A real, I thought, turnaround from um, the past 
couple seasons where the the show has had you know, kind of a struggle in finding its footing post Brody. Yeah, first uh, three seasons were heavily based on that, and then season four they they had a they had to struggle to find their right. their legs again. Still interesting, but yeah. I thought this ep- this season ended up being very relevant mm-hmm. with world events, even unintentionally. But it speaks to. The, the creative team's understanding of the world, yeah. to place it in a European city, to have a, a legitimate threat um, threatening this whole season with a double agent plot. I thought it was expertly done. I will be back for season six to watch it, and I really, really love this one. I, I hope we get to see Quinn able-bodied next season. That's the one thing that that's on my wish list. If we're, it's Christmas time, so I, on my Santa wish come list, through. Santa come through. Let's have <laughs> Quinn upright, and I find him really, really interesting um, when he is out doing his work, and he's the Jason Bourne type of character that we know and love. Um, I, I hope that Carrie comes back to the CIA and just drops the pretense and is gets back to being the agent that we all know she is. Um, whether that's going to be wherever they set the next season, whether it's back in the United States or another European city or back in the Middle East, we don't know. But I hope that she's part of the structure again, um, trying to take care of another threat. Well, I agree with you on all fronts. Good. I can't, at the very least, I'm excited for the next season, and I, I too, will be back. So I Julian, can't wait. <laughs> it was great working with you all Likewise. season. Tons of smart stuff that you said. Likewise, and you yeah, captained you. this ship very well. Thank you very um, much. Left me nervous to fill your shoes the other week. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're a great host, and I, I love that we get to do this every week. So Absolutely. I can't wait to do it again next season. Thank you, man. <laughs> and uh, special shout out to Stephanie, who's not here tonight, was a big part of our team and yes. always had some really, really good stuff to say. She was just beginning at AfterBuzz when she came on our show, but I thought she did an incredible job. Um, filling in each and every week. So we miss her, but uh, hopefully we'll all be back next season. So that's it. That's all for this season, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we, we loved all the comments that you sent in on us. Keep it going through next season. As always, he has been Julian Dujeric. Who you can find all across the board on all social media at Julian Dujeric. And I am Frank Majorana. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. It's been such a pleasure. Um, we thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Keep tuning in to AfterBuzz for other shows. You and I will be on other shows throughout the rest of the year. And we look forward to having you back real soon. Take care now. Take care. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.